Looking for an assist with your credit card but can't get a hold of anyone? Luckily, with 24-7 U.S.-based live customer service from Discover, everyone has the option to talk to a real person anytime, day or night. Yep, you heard that right. You can talk to a real human in customer service anytime. Sounds like a real game changer if you ask us. Make the right call and get the service you deserve with Discover. Limitations apply. See terms at discover.com slash credit card. This is the Rich Eisen Show. Holmes going to try it. Here he comes, and he's safe at the plate. Wow. Oh, I don't know. And the call is upheld. And the home plate umpires and the umpires are not required to tell the audience what happened. They couldn't tell. It's inconclusive. The Rich Eisen Show. Earlier on the show, Stanford head coach David Shaw. NFL Network analyst Charles Davis. Coming up, three-time Super Bowl champion Mark Schlereth. And now, it's Rich Eisen. Hour number three of the Rich Eisen Show is on the air. And our first guest of hour number three is brought to you by the number three and the number one. Unbelievable how that all works out. Yeah, I know. Uh, We already talked with David Shaw of Stanford and Charles Davis of CBS and also NFL Network. The two of them, Charles Davis and David Shaw, literally was just announced about 15 minutes ago, what I already knew, uh, from the NFL media group, that uh, those two gents, as well as Daniel Jeremiah, will be sitting next to me on the, the main set, as they say, of NFL Network's draft coverage. Uh, of the uh, NFL <laughs> Network, and we appreciate the guys at home mocking up the, uh, the, the the photograph that was put out by NFL Media Group. Uh, would you like to read what it says next to? Uh, the yeah, well, it's, you know, it's got the main set of everybody, yeah. and then there's a little blurb kind of next yeah. to you, yeah. your face that yeah. says, "Did you know it's this guy's 17th NFL draft?" It's, it is true, my 17th NFL draft for the NFL Network. Can you dig it? I can. <laughs> I absolutely can. You never covered the draft for ESPN. Though. No, uh, no, I did no. not. No, I, I, that was more. Berman's bailiwick. Are you kidding me? My first NFL draft, I'm looking across the, the, yeah, the aisle yeah. at Radio City Music Hall, and there's Berman just waving at me, and I'm waving back at him. So, I mean, it was good times. Yeah. Uh, joining us here, however, on the Rich Eisen Show is somebody who I, who I, uh, I, I truly appreciate his work. I've gotten uh, to Meet him, and uh, I'm appreciative of him saying yes when I said on behalf of all Jets fans, I think I need to have this man on, Mark Schlereth, and all 10 of his fingers here on the Rich Eisen Show. How are you, Mark? I'm doing great, man. Always good to catch up with you, Rich. Always good to catch up with you. What's going on with you these days? Anything going on with you these days? Mark, what's going on? Uh, yeah, you know, I mean, I'm just, I'm just grinding, man. I'm doing my radio show in yes. Denver. Obviously, I'm doing uh, your stinking truth Fox, podcast. Uh, yep. What's that? You're doing the stinking truth Stinkin- podcast oh, yeah. as well. Stinking right? truth podcast, yeah. and uh, right now I've just been kind of grinding on film and studying football and getting ready for another NFL season on Fox. Okay. So, um, you know, which is always fun. I, I have had the opportunity here the last couple of years to consult for a couple of teams and kind of more more about run game and offensive line play and how to put all that together. I think one of the things that have been lost uh, in the NFL, and, and I mean, you cover the league, so you understand this. One of the things that have been lost, the more we get away from practice, the more we get away from contact, the more we get away from being together, mm-hmm. the more nuance is lost in the game. And so I think one of the things that coaches try to bring back is some of the nuance, some of the things and techniques that we can work on 
um, and we can understand that better helps our players grow in this game when we can't be on the football field as much. So it's one of those things, kind of a, a little niche that I have found for myself here in the last few years while working for Fox and doing games every Sunday. Okay, so you're saying, Mark Schlereth, that uh, getting on the field and getting coached up is important. So you're saying that the, 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 the value of a valuable head coach could not be any higher. That's what you're saying, right, Mark? Yeah, I think I think head coaching, I think coaching in general, I think mm-hmm. assistant coaching, I think all yes. that stuff is incredibly important. Okay, certainly. So if you hire a new head coach and you think you've hit on that new head coach, that whatever maybe have happened in previous regimes, that might have nothing to do with whatever's happening from here on out. Would you say that that is a, a well-established potential in the NFL? Well, certainly, certainly, there is potential for that to be true. Yes, and I know what you're getting. At. I mean, I'm not, you know, I, 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 I've got to figure it figured out, Rich. Um, you linemen are very just, smart, Mark, and you're you're a sharp yeah. man. You're a sharp man. You've got inference skills. I understand that. So, yeah, you see what I'm getting at, right? Yeah. No. No. I, and I will tell you, yes. Robert Sala. <laughs> Uh, one of the guys who mentors me is Mike Shanahan. Mike Shanahan obviously connected Kyle mm-hmm. Shanahan, his son, mm-hmm. head coach of the uh, San Francisco 49ers. Robert Sala was the defensive coordinator. So I spend time at Mike Shanahan's house learning football. And, and one of the things, you know, when you're a player, you watch the game, Rich, through the straw hole with which or through the prism with which you, you played it, right? Yes, yes. And so when you get into the booth, oftentimes one of the things that you need to do is expand the aperture and open up your eyes and have a more global perspective of the game. So I spend a lot of time with Shanahan. As a matter of fact, a couple of years ago, uh, two years ago, I watched every install meeting that Robert Sala put in as a defensive coordinator for the 49ers. So I watched every one of their meetings, put in their entire defense, watched the coverages and how the fronts and the coverages work together, the linebacking core, the whole nine yards. He is one of my favorite people in the National Football League. He is a leader of men. He is a smart coach. He's all those things. And I think that is, I think it's tremendous hire for the New York Jets. That being said, as I always say, yes. had the games been played on paper, I would have spent a lot less time on an operating table. <laughs> yes. It takes more than that. It takes the right character men. Joe Gibbs said this to me when I first came in the league. He said it to our team all the time. You know what? Great athletes will win you or make plays in the first three quarters. Character men that care about each other and are willing to sacrifice win games in the fourth quarter. And so there is a cultural aspect to playing this game and playing this game well yes. that has to take place. And I think that's the thing that misses most people that are fans of football think it's just about good players. And that is, that is part of the equation, but that's not the entirety of the equation. But I, I think you saw, Mark, as what, your comments on our buddy McAfee show on Friday, that to say – you know, uh, to uh, the Jets fan base that their entire history is filled with stinking, to use a phrase, and uh, Mm -hmm. thus having another quarterback brought in with a new regime, the reset button that's been hit that everybody's now believing in should just, is just wiped off the face. I think, and and you're also seeing a way, also a very fragile fan base, Mark, a very fragile fan base. (laughs) I can understand why yes. I've gone through the last, I've gone through the last six seasons. Here's a Bronco guy that does a radio show every day. I understand fragility. 
Uh, and I understand how fleeting winning games is. You're 100% right. You know, my, my basic comments on Pat's show was not about the Jets in general. It was about the state of quarterbacks coming out of the draft in this league and the way the league covets those and, and moves those guys up in the draft based upon the position that they play. And if you just look at the recent history, you know, there was a stat that went around from 2009 to 2016, 22 first-round draft choices at the quarterback position were taken. None of them are with their current team that drafted them. It's a really hard thing to be great. And when you come into a situation where you are supposed to be the savior, you know, I look at it this way, Rich. I think there's about four quarterbacks in the league that cover warts. The rest of the quarterbacks in the league expose them. And so when you come in as a young quarterback and you don't, you know, you don't necessarily understand the game and you haven't played at that level with that level of player around you and you're asked to go be the savior of the franchise, whether it's the Jets or whether it's the Jacksonville Jaguars, I don't care who it is. It's a really tough task. And, you know, people have this misconception that, well, look at what Mahomes did. Well, Mahomes came into a ready-made situation where they were winning 12 games a year with Alex Smith, and he had the, he had the, the benefit of Alex Smith being a wonderful mentor, a guy that coached him along the way and then knew that he was coaching him into his spot and he was going to leave. So I think there's a difference in the way you build a team. And I've just been a believer in you have to have an entire football team. You have to have an entire roster and a good roster to take the pressure off those young guys. Otherwise, you know, you're destined to fail. To me, it's one of those things, and I always look at organizations this way. Mm-hmm. You put a guy in a position to fail, then don't, ask shock, don't act shocked when he actually fails if you put him in that position. Mark Schlereth here on the Rich Eisen Show. Pardon me, three-time Super Bowl champion Mark Schlereth here on the Rich Eisen Show. In just one two-minute video, Mark, you did better than your Wikipedia page could ever do to actually educate people <laughs> on your career. Walk me through how you – What a, a, look, a, a, even even a Jet fan diehard as, as I am, could I, I laughed heartily at your video. Walk me through your production process for that, Mark. Give well, you, you know, it's funny because I, I I didn't realize I offended anybody. And it goes back to your former comment where where I was like, I was just talking about football in generalities and yes. Jets came up. And the next thing I know, I've offended a whole fan base, yes, right? Sir. Which I think most Jet fans got the humor in it. So I literally flew out to Arizona to see my former offensive line coach, Alex Gibbs, um, and just to, just to catch up and uh, to go visit him. Yes. And then I came back and... Um, I came back on Saturday evening, and I had all these me- all these Twitter messages of people mad at me, and um, I I just said to myself, well, you know, I'm just gonna I'm just gonna uh, sit down when I get home and and you know do a sarcastic apology, <laughs> and I literally I literally grabbed my Super Bowl rings, walked into the study, and I have a you know some helmets, uh, all the helmets that I wore in Super Bowls, they're sitting up there, so I grabbed one of the helmets. And I, I literally did it in one take. And, uh, and I sent it to McAfee. I go, what do you think? Oh, and he goes, he's, he goes, your edi- he's your editor? <laughs> right. No, I just yeah. didn't think because I didn't, I really didn't want to, you know, there was part of me that was like, you know, just let sleeping dogs lie. Right. And he goes, dude, you have to post this. Yes. This is hilarious. <laughs> and and. And I actually, I actually wait. I pushed the pause button even after I sent it to McAfee because yeah. McAfee's not necessarily, yeah. you know, he's not necessarily the guy that you want <laughs> yeah. to lean on for uh, guidance, right? 
<laughs> then I sent it to my kids, yes. who are all older now. Okay, and they're yes. all like, Dad, you got you to do it. Oh. And so then I posted it, and it just went like, you know, it just went crazy. Yes, it did. It's closing in on a million views as, as we're sitting here, Mark. But in terms of just giving you an idea, because, again, I, I understand Broncos fans went through all those lean years prior to Elway and then those years where they thought Elway was going to win it and then didn't, and then obviously you and Terrell Davis and a whole bunch of others came along. Um, and, you know, the Jets fans, uh, uh, can't, you, you can't compare Broncos fans with Jets fans in terms of searching for somebody. At least you had Elway. At least you have rings. I mean, at right. least you have those moments. Like, Jets fans finally got the coach right with the Giants championship head coach and the Patriots head coach who went to the Jets with Curtis Martin. Got that right. Got the quarterback and Vinny Testaverde, getting him to get the actual big-time play to finally come to roost that we saw blossoming in Cleveland, right? Got all of that. I was second to last row in the stadium that day, Mark Schlereth, that led to that middle finger ring of yours. <laughs> Two years into my Sports Center career, wearing my Wesley Walker jersey that I had as a kid, still fit from my Camp Locanda and Trails End camp days, sitting up there. I heard how deafening the silence was as you trotted off to the locker room down 3 nothing, then down 10 nothing. I did see the two people, part of the lost fumbles on the day, one of them, Dave Meggett, let an ensuing kickoff after the first Denver touchdown hit the turf that led to a fumble and then another score. And then Keith Byers fumbling. I mean, I could go on and on and on. The scars are there. The, the yeah. middle finger yeah. was flipped in that direction. <laughs> and uh, even I did laugh. But that's who but you're dealing I, with, Mark, when you say that the new I, reset doesn't matter, essentially. Right. You know no, I, mean? I, I completely, I completely get it, and okay. I think it does matter. And I don't know Joe Douglas, the GM, but like I said, I'm a huge Robert Sala. The first thing I did when Robert Sala got the job was texted him because I was so, I was genuinely happy for him. And you know, one of the things that I think um, that that really sets you apart as a good football team, Rich, yes. is when you get to the point of unselfishness where you can celebrate somebody else's success like it was your own. And that doesn't happen very often in any walk of life. That's cool. And when you become that tight as a football team, I spent, I told you I went to see my old offensive line coach. I spent, um, I spent the night and, and a day with my, my backup in Denver, a guy by the name of Dave Diazinfante, who coaches in the league. Dave Diazinfante um, has the right, based upon our careers and our career path, to loathe me. To hate me. We affectionately called him the stunt guard because he practiced for me Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, and I played on the games on Sunday. And we are best of friends. We studied together. We prepared together. And he celebrates my success like it was his own. And when I went out in 1997 with herniated discs and L5, uh, S1, both sides, and had an operation, 27 days later, I was on the practice field. And I told Mike Shanahan in a private meeting, if you think David is playing better than me, then you need to continue to play him for the rest of this playoff push. And I'll sit on the bench. But it means that much to me as a player. And when you're willing to make those type of sacrifices, you have the chance to be a really good team. Unfortunately, there's very few teams in any stretch of, of life, in any uh, organization or any league that are willing to make those sacrifices for one another. 
Mark Schlereth here on the Rich Eisen Show. Before I let you go, sir, I'd be remiss if I didn't ask what you think Elway and the and the Broncos are evaluating at quarterback sitting there at eight. It's entirely possible that um, a couple uh, quarterbacks fall as far as nine. Pardon me. The eight Panthers are sitting there at eight. They just right. did get Sam Darnold, which I, I, I heard might have been talked about on the McAfee show on Friday. But what do you think the Broncos are doing at nine and what Elway's evaluation of Drew Locke is as he's apparently working with Peyton Manning this offseason? What do you have for me on that front? Yeah. Well, George, George Peyton obviously is running the show now. He's came, he came over from um, Minnesota. And so they're you know, tag-teaming tag this situation. But right. I think ultimately I keep looking at what George Peyton has done. You know, he put his toe in the water when it came to Matthew Stafford, but he didn't want to, he didn't want to pay the price, right? When you're rebuilding a team and the Broncos, frankly, have not been very good. And, you know, people will point to the last couple of drafts and say, well, look at all the starters they got. Well, let me just say this. Bad teams still have to start 22. Okay. It's not like you say, Hey, we only have seven guys that are worth a crap. So we're only going to start seven. Now you still got to start 11 on each side. So a lot of times you'll get duped into believing we had a good draft because we got all these starters. Well, some of those starters should be backups. And so when I look at the Broncos over the last few years under Elway, they they are not they're not deep enough. They have not done a good enough job in free agency or the draft. And so I think their roster is about twenty four, twenty five deep. What what I see is a guy that doesn't want to jump in to the fray and pay the price. The San Francisco 49ers. Look at what they got for all the to move up from twelve to three, right. and all the draft commodities they gave up to do that. I don't think George Payton is willing to do that. I think he looks at it and says, "I want to build a football team." I think he is more apt to trade out of number nine back hmm. and pick up more draft capital than he would be to move up. Uh, and chase a quarterback. I mean, sometimes Drew Locke looks terrific, Mark. You know, like, he remember that time you went in um, and just boat raced the Texans, just smoked them. And, uh, yeah. and we've seen some we've seen some games out of him where, you know, um, against the Chargers in division, which is always important. I mean, we've seen it. I just don't know if do – you, do you think Elway thinks he is the guy? Because, like, I mean, I, I understand George Payton's I, I, in here, but Elway is the Duke, right. you know, so – and that's the, yeah. that's the position here. So what do you think? I, I think I, I think there's enough flashes to where you're saying – like, this is not an excuse, but it's a reason. You've you got to understand, this kid has had four different coordinators in college. Right. And his first two years, he's had two coordinators in the pros. And the only way you learn what you like and what you don't like, Rich, when you play is getting your ass kicked. <laughs> like, I get down to the red zone, we run a play, and I get my ass kicked on. I'm like, boy, I don't like that play. I know the pitfalls of that play. Right. But the only way I know the pitfalls of that play is by playing it. And you start to think about all the the language, you know, in – I mean, you start talking about formations, and you say, hey, trips right, nasty, H right outside, two-jet, uh, two-jet – um, branch Buffalo on three. Can it, can it, can it with, uh, wide, uh, with, uh, you know, trips right, nasty, wide left, 18 week on. T- like, there is a ton mm-hmm. of stuff that you have to know. And every time you say something, you have to have the vision. And just because you call something Buffalo, you need to know the tight ends on a through route. He's our number one target. The F. 
is on a curl, a pick curl, and the Z is running a now. And you've got to know, hey, if one side is zone, um, you oh, know, and then gosh. I've got a man beater on one side and a zone beater on the There's so much to know. And when you change an offense every year, I talked to Drew Locke last year before I called the game, and he's like, listen, when I was at Missouri, I didn't even have to know the protections. Everything was a seven-man protection. Like, we're just chucking it deep. Like, all those things that you have to learn. So I think there's enough patience to go, he has got the talent level. Can we, can we, you know, can we hone that? And can he start to understand second year, the first time he's been in a bat, in an offense for two years in a row in the last six years? Can he be, can he be the guy? I think they're fixing to find out. Okay. Mark, before I let you go, I know we've been talking long enough. You got a good Steve Atwater story. He's in the we you know missed him in the pandemic and everything is the fact oh. that he's a Hall of Famer now. So you got a good one because he was on the field that day in that in that middle yeah, finger yeah. Uh, Super Bowl ring run. So what what do you got? Right. For you well, on you that go back thing? to the end of that Super Bowl. Steve Atwater, the end of that Super Bowl, knocked out Randy Hilliard. He knocked out. I mean, he knocked out three players, including himself. And <laughs> we had to put three backups in the game at that point. But the funny, the funniest thing. So when Chick and Atwater was there and uh, and Dennis Smith was there, um, you know they all called him Lumba, like Lumber, like Lumba. Yeah, yeah, right. And he was really proud to have that nickname Lumba when he was a rookie because what he thought it meant was he would bring the wood, which obviously he would. But they they nicknamed him Lumba because he was stiff as a board, <laughs> and uh, and so there was. There was always there was always this. They had this internal joke that you know that he was running around puff chest because he thought they were commenting on how hard he hit, and they were really commenting on how stiff he was. So you know some of the little locker room stuff that's always fun. But he was one. He's one of the greatest human beings, no doubt, on the planet. Love Steve Atwater has a unbelievable family, Um, unbelievable kids, and his wife Letha. Amazing parents. And uh, I tell you what, he w- he was a dispenser of justice. I mean, that there you talk about a guy that had blatant disregard for his own well being. Mm. He did not care. He was going to knock you out. He was great. He was an all time great. And you know, in the pandemic, you forget that he actually is getting in, and we'll hear his speech one day, and it'll be great. Hey, Mark, I appreciate the call. Uh, the Stinking Truth Podcast. Um, everybody should go download it. We're all podcasts are acquired. And also that business of you, um, you know, going to NFL teams and, and working for them on their run game, I would scratch the Jets off your list, despite you liking <laughs> Robert Sala. I would say that you've put that a little bit in danger. But, hey, there's, uh, I guess, what, 20, uh, 30 other teams. You're good. So um, Yeah, well, congrats. Hey, we're going to be fine. We're going to be fine on this one. Uh, clearly, that video was great. And, and, hey, look, and I know you got McAfee and your kids. I assume Wingo was on the golf course. So if you ever need anybody to maybe vet uh, something, whether you're hovering over the send button, I'm, I'm there for you too, Mark, anytime. <laughs> I, Rich, I appreciate you, man. Right. Always, like I said, always great to catch up. Right and uh, you. I will I will give you uh, just a, a quick props on the way out. Sure. Um, you and everybody else, when I first walked off the football field onto, uh, onto the broadcasting desk at Sports Center and everywhere else, uh, you guys were always so gracious to me and made me feel like family. So uh, I appreciate your uh, your piece in my career as a broadcaster. Thank you. Mark, really appreciate that, brother. Let's do this uh, seriously more often. Let's not uh, have you just flip off uh, the entire fan base that I'm a part of to make me want to get you on the show, okay? Let's just do this for real. <laughs> anytime. Okay. Anytime. You got it. That's Mark Schlereth, everybody. He's number one. <laughs>
He's number one. <laughs> <laughs> what does he think McAfee's going to say when he sends that video to yeah, him? Do it, do it, do it. It's a McAfee's wheelhouse right there. He was looking for a yes. Then you send it to your children. That's now now your grown children. Right. That's a more that's I think a better vetting process. <laughs> yeah, for sure. But Pat. you want to get that first yes, so you go. You go to the Pat. sure thing, right? Yeah. You go to Pat. You go to, that you go to person. Pat for comedy. It, <laughs> yeah, Pat gave it the thumbs yes. up on the comedy. <laughs> that is funny. Very funny. <laughs> funny show. Uh, and unfortunately, as you know, there's always a germ of truth in every gag. Every <laughs> joke. Right, we'll come back and we will hit on a couple of items that Mark just uh, discussed and touched on, and then a couple of trades that uh, Mel Kiper thinks is going to happen in this year's draft. That's next. Oh, and there's a new signing. In the NFL as well with the Arizona Cardinals. Don't go anywhere. Looking for an assist with your credit card but can't get a hold of anyone? Luckily, with 24-7 U.S.-based live customer service from Discover, everyone has the option to talk to a real person anytime, day or night. Yep, you heard that right. You can talk to a real human in customer service anytime. Sounds like a real game changer if you ask us. Make the right call and get the service you deserve with Discover. Limitations apply. See terms at discover.com slash credit card. What companies would you want to work for? Just Capital is a nonprofit that tracks which companies are a force for good. Companies like Bank of America, which just earned the prestigious Just Capital 2024 seal. Bank of America is ranked number one in the banking industry and number one for their ongoing commitment to workers, offering best-in-class benefits, including a minimum wage of $25 an hour by 2025. Visit JustCapital.com to learn how a just business is a better business. Furnished by Just Capital. This is the Rich Eisen Show. We are standing outside the world-famous Roxy on Sunset Boulevard here in Los Angeles, California, and it's time to go inside and rock out with Steel Panther, but I've got to put the rig back on again. Let's go inside. For one night at the Roxy, there's a new member of Steel Panther. It's Rich Eisen. Oh my God, eyeliner, I'm not used to this. That's not enough? No! How do these rock and rollers do it? This is not good. I mean, this is not attractive. This is gonna be great. People are not expecting me to be on that stage. I'm gonna get out there. I'm gonna fake rock like there's no tomorrow. You look great, dude. Thanks, man. You look metal. I hope I the idea. still have my job. <laughs> I'm so excited. Our new bass player, finally, someone younger looking than Alexi Pollock. Yeah. Look at this. Yeah, you got you. The real McCoy, Alexi Pitt, right here. He's getting heavy metal lessons, like how to actually work the monitor. I'm about to go on with Steel Panther. I cannot believe this. Check one, two, test. I'm ready. Two, test. That's not Lexi Fox. It's not Lexi Fox. Yeah, I am. No, you're not. You're not Lexi. You're not. Look at me. 
Rich Eisen. It's Rich Eisen. From the Rich Eisen show. That's not Lexi Fox. Dude, I'm a huge fan. I love your work. Right back at you. Amazing, but you're fired. You suck on bass. Make some noise for the imposter, Rich Eisen. Mr. That's Rich Eisen. The f how'd that happen? Rock on. Rock on. Great job, Rich. Fantastic. That, that was, was really funny. That was so good, was Rich. Really, really funny. The shot of the people in the front row. Like, looking. Who's Mrs. Doubtfire up there? <laughs> <laughs> Hello. 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 Hello, Roxy. That was a fun night. It was, indeed. One night only. That's it. You were on the stage at the Roxy. I That's was. pretty cool, Rich. You can never take that away from me. 844-204-RICH, number to dial here on the Rich Eisen Show. Um, so, a couple of items in Mel Kuyper's mock draft I want to get to. Normally, you know, mock drafts. Apparently, I got a note from uh, from our King of Spring, Charlie Ukar, who's in charge of all of our NFL draft coverage. The The numbers of our mock drafts that, uh, that, that I guess that people consume on NFL.com, it's through the roof. Yeah. Like this year, this year in particular, the numbers of mock drafts of people consuming them are are off the charts. So I love mock drafts. Yeah, so we're, we're going to have a mock draft that uh, we're doing as a uh, the I guess next Thursday. We all have to get like on a Google document that we're sharing with each other and we're creating it, and then they're going to make content out of it. That, what you know, what pick you have? What do you think they gave me? That Maurice Jones Drew is choosing for the Jaguars. You have two, yes. number seventeen, and I'm like, what? what if, I'm like. Hey, would it be bad if I chose Trevor Lawrence anyway? <laughs> it's a, it's not a real draft, so I'll make up the rules. I get to draft him too, and then we 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 kind of fight it out. I'll take Maury Stone's Drude. Like I, you know, I could fight dirty for literally two minutes and take him out. At the, I mean, you got the height, you got the well, reach. I wouldn't go low. You know what I mean? Can't go low. I'm not going to go low on him. Rich, I'll go can high. I, can I stop you from doing it? I think that would be a mistake. You think so? Yeah, I. I, so I I'll, so I guess I'll I, I guess I'll just take Zach Wilson and, and avoid all the awkwardness. <laughs> I want to make sure you're able to come here the so next that's what day. I'm gonna do. So take Penny Sewell and just throw screw everything. I'm not up. gonna do that. <laughs> I'm gonna take Zach Wilson because then comes the, the three and the four and all of that stuff, and I you know the rest of the colleagues are, you know. So who's got which teams? I don't know. I've got I mean, I assume Irv's got. He's got the extent the Cowboys, unless yeah. you know the Cowboys move out or up. Do they want to get? Does Willie have fifteen, or can I step in? I'm assuming Willie McGinnis has fifteen. You want me to really look this up? I wasn't planning on talking about yeah, who has what. Yeah, I kind of think it's yeah, interesting. Yeah, we want to know yeah, the names. Kind of, yeah, I don't know. Here's... This may be stuff that I'm not allowed to talk like about. Who's drafting know. for the Bengals? Um, <laughs> who's drafting for the Bengals? That would be right now Cynthia Freeland. Oh, okay, okay. great, great. Drafting for the so Bengals. She's going to do something very smart, intelligent, logical. Opposite um, of what no, the Bengals. I guess McGinnis <laughs> does not draft. It's. Uh, um, I don't know if I should do this or not. Mike Giardi's going to draft for the, oh, okay. for the. Okay. At some point, you know, you want to get the news and information out there. So. Right. Got it. Yeah. So, anyway. they, so, you, so they don't need me, is what you're saying. So <laughs> the Jets draft again. They got Dan Hanses doing that. So they got. Oh, both, nice. There they you got go. both hey, Jet got fans both on Jets staff fans. Right, handling good. handling good. the Jets. Brockman, you could be a fan guy that gets up and does I'll leave the pick. It, by the way, I'll, I'll leave it to I'll leave it up to around the NFL. Uh, Dan Hanses to get 20. I don't know what the Jets will do at 23. <laughs> yeah, right, I'm right, too right, mentally right. scarred about two to focus on 23. Okay. You don't even know what you're doing at two. I, I, I'm going to take <laughs> right? I'm going to fight Maurice Jones-Drew for it. 
Let's get ready to rumble. Network pit of misery and dilly dilly. I'm going for Maurice Jones Drew's shoulders. I'm the general manager of the New York oh, Jets. <laughs> That's rich for a day. <laughs> John Isaac, the ghost of the ghost of John Isaac. Ghost of John Isaac, who's still with us. So mock drafts, mic drafts are quite something, apparently. So uh, when Mel Kuyper says that uh, Kyle Pitts is going at four to the Dolphins, oh, and that the Dolphins swap spots. So they'll go from three to twelve to six to four, which sounds like a great Chicago song. Um, and 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 then the Falcons would move down to six, where they would take Trey Lance. They'd get their quarterback anyway, and whatever draft you know, capital. A I mean, third or fourth the Dolphins, or something. The Dolphins have it coming out of like their seat cushions, you know. Right. Chris Greer is like, let me check my seat cushion on my couch, or I'll check the ashtray in my car. I must have a second round pick in there. Let me see what I got. You know, go from sec six to four. That'll be nothing. Like a mere bag of shells, to use the, the honeymooners phrase. And then he's got the Cowboys trading out of 10. Uh-oh. He's got the Cowboys trading out of 10 because he has Justin Fields still sitting there on the board at 10. Mm-hmm. And he has the New England Patriots moving up from 15 to 10. I texted that to Chris this morning, like like seven this morning. He yes. wasn't as enthusiastic with his response. I, I, wasn't, I wasn't loving it because I don't think he's going to be there at 10. Oh, you're, you're just not trying to set yourself up. No, I just don't <laughs> think he's going to be there. I think it's I, entirely pie. I don't know how you get through the gauntlet of Lions at seven, Panthers, Panthers and at eight, and Broncos at nine. Right. <clears throat> unless you're like Belichick and like, you know, like the Braveheart hold, you got to wait till the right time. Right. It's entirely possible you're going to lose. But yeah. if you wait to the right time, you're going to win the moment. And I think 15 to 10 is something he's willing to consider. Boy, but if they're sitting, if you're sitting there at nine, you're watching the time tick down with Denver and you've got already a deal struck with the Dallas Cowboys and you've got to be sitting there wondering, are we make like that's the way I would think in the right. draft. You've got to really have that fortitude because you'd be sitting there thinking are we making a mistake like what's the difference between 10 and 9 really anyway yeah it's not you make your plan you make your plan 10 we got that right there and then you got dallas sitting right there and let's just say you make a deal with jerry beforehand saying hey if justin fields is sitting there at 10 overall we're going let's make this deal and then all of a sudden you make that deal and you're going to your plan you're at your draft plan that's why you got to have your plan of who to choose on 15 anyway because what happens if Dallas makes that deal if you're at 10, but they're not at 10 anymore because they move up to four for Pitts? See ya. Sorry. We're not there at 10 anymore. So right. call, yeah, we got a different call deal. Terry Fontenot with Atlanta if you want. Right. And I'll tell you what, if they move down to 10 and Justin Fields sitting there at 10, they will tell Bill Belichick to take some sand and pound it. And pound it. <laughs> yeah. Oh, God, the intrigue at this draft is so phenomenal. So exciting. And that's the problem with mock drafts, too, is like, are, yeah. are, are, can you make a trade? Like, are you going to make a trade? Projecting trades is really tough in mock drafts. But, it, I, I, I mean, if you're the Dolphins, move to 6-4 to four for Kyle Pitts. Okay. That seems like a great The Cowboys idea. have to leave Pitts alone. I've just decided. Why? Whoa. <clears throat> what happened? Because we've got, in, uh, we've got Dalton Schultz and Blake Jarwin at tight end. Two very good tight ends. Our areas of need are so much greater than that position, we can't. I mean, we need to shore up the defense. We need to shore up our O-line. We need to get either a lineman or a cornerback. 
I mean, for as much as I was sitting there all night uh, thinking it would be great to have him on that offense, I don't know he, if he's necessarily needed compared, you know, when you consider what we already have there. But our area of need is so much greater. I, I understand. Pitts. And Charles said the same thing. Charles Davis said the same thing about Atlanta. But there is no reason, certainly on a show similar to these that you see around the world uh, on, our, on our doubt, there's no reason to be sensible here at all. <laughs> because True. we've got Stephen A. Smith physically coming in here at this very moment tomorrow. He will be sitting here. The problem is, is I may I may have to reposition you because he's our first in-studio guest in over a year, and he can't turn. His, that's his seat right there. He got the shot all set up, and it, he'll have to turn over his right shoulder to address you, TJ. I don't know how we're going to handle all of that, but we'll just have to keep you there, and that's the end of that. We'll just put baby in a corner. I, I, and, I don't and want to move the out of the corner. And, you know? and, and I will just say, I will say this, screw sensibility. When you've got somebody <laughs> like Kyle Pitts sit there, I'll, I'll just say this and then, and then we'll, we'll, we'll throw it a break and have a bunch of NFL news that's going on, including an Arizona Cardinal signing um, <clears throat> right on the other side of this break. Uh, I, I'll just say this. David Shaw, I've gotten to know him mm-hmm. over the years. I'm not saying that we're, you know, we're going to vacation together or anything like that, but I've gotten to know him. Like the MX would say, that's your man's in them. It's yes, that's okay. your man's yes. in them. So I, I, you know, I like sitting with him and picking his brain, and he's very even keel. Mm-hmm. The only times where he gets a little bit off even keel is when there's a pet peeve that's being picked with him. I don't know what his pet peeves are just yet, but you could tell sometimes his pet peeves can get picked, like sort of he's an offensive coach and doesn't know defense, right? Or something like that. Can't pay defense because he's an offensive coach. I'm just using that as an example. And his dander will get up a little bit. Or there's a prospect he really, really likes. When we mentioned Kyle Pitts to him on this program, his demeanor completely changed. He talked about matchup nightmare is not even the appropriate term for him. He went the opposite approach for the Atlanta Falcons, that you have to sit there and think Matt Ryan's here for at least a couple more years contract-wise or what have you, short fourth overall. You put him there for Matt Ryan in these final two years with Julio Jones and Calvin Ridley, you've got a major problem on your hands. Good luck. Uh, you know, Tampa could return all the starters they want from the <laughs> Super Bowl. He doesn't even describe Kyle Pitt's mismatch nightmare, which is why I thought, what about Dallas? You put... That's what you have to sit here and think about that. These conversations have to be had. Certainly when you speak to him and his head is screwed on appropriately, as we've heard from him yesterday, best we could tell. So be sensible all you want. Oh, we need this on defense. We need the back end of defense and what have you. And Blake Jarwin will take us to where we want to go. It's, it's possible. I mean, this is not the time to be sensible. Sure it is. Well, it is. You have well, to be if you're if you're actually in charge of right. the draft. I if have you're to a be fan, sensible. It's not you know because all you ever hear about are these cowboy fans and how we stink and we're this and we're that. So I'm trying to come on TV as uh, you know the number one cowboy fan on television and be sensible <laughs> to try to like take that 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 approach and and to try to take the the hatred that you guys have for cowboy fans away. If if I may punch up your script a little bit, number one. Cowboy fan on television and radio. No, true that. I forgot. Okay, because you know, and streaming, without due respect, and streaming, and streaming, and yes. streaming, like putting it all together with a host who's getting set for his seventeenth NFL draft. Like that's a unicorn. Is what you're, I'm saying. You're almost legal when, in terms of NFL Chris, drafts. You got to move on. You know, you got to move almost on. Almost legal. I'm just saying. <laughs> 
You know, Matt Ryan should just be concerned about the fourth overall pick. Let me handle the fact that I'm doing my 17th NFL draft. (laughs) Who did the Arizona Cardinals just sign? Yeah, did you know it's this guy's 17th NFL draft? It's unbelievable. That's a very whopping fine number to use the Dr. Seuss phrase. If you need to hire, you need Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors according to Indeed data and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. And Indeed doesn't just help you hire faster. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites according to a recent Indeed survey. With Indeed, everything hiring is all in one place and it makes it so easy. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences each day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences. The more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join the more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash podcast. Just go to Indeed.com slash podcast right now and support our show by saying you heard about Indeed on this podcast. Terms and conditions apply. Indeed.com slash podcast. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Just Capital is a nonprofit that tracks which companies are a force for good. Companies like Bank of America, which just earned the Just Capital seal. Bank of America is ranked number one for ongoing commitment to their workers with initiatives like Sharing Success, which awarded 97% of their teammates additional compensation, nearly all in stock. This is the program's seventh consecutive year, awarding more than $4.8 billion in total. Visit JustCapital.com to learn how a just business is a better business. Furnished by Just Capital. This is the Rich Eisen Show. What nickname are you most proud of that you did? Oh, man. By the way, I knew that's when I arrived, is when you called me Betty uh, Davis. Rich Betty Davis Betty Eisen. Davis Eisen. And, and you, you also went Rich Kaleidoscope Eisen. Well, you, you, you did that we too. could definitely go a lot of ways with that. Betty Davis, Kaleidoscope. Lucy in the Sky with Eisen, you also no, gave me could, that yeah, one. Once, once you're on a roll, <laughs> maybe a beer in, then they, then they start coming. Um, prep. The thing about the nicknames, and I know we've talked about it, is they never, this is revisionist history, when people were well, he really wanted to do this to be famous. Garbage. I did it because it was 2.30 in the morning, and it said Seattle 5, Kansas City 2 with no pictures for a minute. Yeah, right. You got to go with something. <laughs> right. So here's Julio, won't you let me take you on a seat cruise, had three doubles for the Mariners. <laughs> okay, so it's just, it came out, it worked, it, we, we, that's not the question you asked me. The ones that work the best are the ones that, they're all plays on names, none are derogatory. But you don't have to eat, so Burt be home by 11. Right, okay? that's a good one. So, <laughs> well, you don't have to know he's a pitcher, you don't have to know he throws a curveball, right. you don't have to know anything. Right. Every kid's heard it, every parent's said it. You don't even have to be a baseball fan to get that. So, a lot of them are food, some of them are... I mean, John, tonight, let it be Lowenstein. That's I mean, um, there. I mean, there's Jose, can you see Cruz? O to B, Young again, McDowell. That was good. I mean, there was Jim, two silhouettes on Deshaies. I mean, that's music. Joe, actual retail yeah, price. price. I mean, there's just... It's, it but, a great it's, it, but there's... It's a game everyone can play, you know? And then, then yeah. with football, you go over to high only under highlights and, you know... 
Eric sleeping with Bianca. That's, that's, that's my favorite. Oh, that's one. Think, Eric right? sleeping Eric with Bianca. Or um, Bernard innocent until proven until guilty. proven guilty. That's that's everybody has that's their, their Andre favorites. Bad Moon rising. Well, that was next. <laughs> well, he tattooed Bad Moon right here. On uh, pre-tattoo days, Andre's great. On buddy the left, mine. on the left bicep. No, no way he knew who Creedence Clearwater Revival. Was. <laughs> <laughs> no way. But Bad Moon Rising, you know, there's tons of them. Fantastic, love Chris Berman, love Boomer. YouTube.com/slash Rich Eisen Show for our entire archives and all of our Super Bowl visits. Um, the draft, as I mentioned on Saturday, deep on uh, deep in the Saturday draft day, also. On NBC Sports, the Kentucky Derby. First Saturday in May for the first of three Triple Crown races on NBC. Make sure you keep that in mind as well. NBC Sports on Peacock is our home, taking you to brother from another every single day. They will be on the air in about 15 minutes' time. Or um, we're back here on the Rich Eisen Show saying that we're going to... uh, uh, send you to brother from another on NBC Sports on Peacock in 15 minutes time or two fewer minutes than the number of years that I've hosted the NFL draft. <laughs> you think I'm off the charts now. We are, um, hold on a second, let me think about it. Are we 17 days from the first round of the NFL draft? 16. Oh, I missed my <laughs> you missed window it yesterday. Yeah, you had yesterday. it yesterday. With Joe Montana. Right now. I yeah. missed my window yesterday your damn act together thank you very much <laughs> by the way joel klatt's going to be part of our uh, second round main set um charles uh davis and daniel jeremiah so joel will take the seat of um david shaw's on the second night of the draft on nfl network and then joel leaves and peter schrager joins us on saturday's coverage when again uh run rich run i'm just going to tell you right now something big's going down this weekend when it happens and it's in the can, next Monday I'll tell you everything that's going down with Run Rich Run. It's bigger than ever before. We've never attempted what we're going to attempt to do this coming Saturday. I am not overhyping it. Wow. I trust you. Trust me. I am not. I'm going to run it in my suit. I am not doing anything for it other than cleansing. I've cut 10 pounds in the last few days. I don't know if anybody's noticed. Thanks for saying Can't tell. Um, can't tell. Thank you. And I'm going, exactly. I'm going the anti-inflammatory route. Just staying away from the inflammatory foods. Smart, smart. No spicy, I'm going. little turmeric. I'm going to work on my. I'm going to. I'm going to work on my start. Are you stretching? Mm, yeah, I'm doing some stretching. Okay, good. good. Thanks for asking. Okay, good. Um, but um, everyone should get ready to. We'll give you the link next week to donate. Everyone, if you want to start sending videos to at Rich Eisen Show, I'll say, and at NFL Network of you running your forties, please do it. Um, but I'm, I'm. I couldn't be more excited. I don't want to talk about it. It's currently like Fight Club right now. I don't want to jinx anything because the people that we have and it is multiple i'm not the only one running this year as you know last year mark laurie um who has just since bought the minnesota timberwolves uh the business executive mark laurie donated a a a ton of money towards st jude and run rich run last year while running with jerry rice they're not the only ones running oh just leaving that out there do you have a news update over there, Chris Brockman? I got a few things. Okay. What do you got over there, Chris I'm checking Brockman? to see if we can bet on your run right now. No, not yet. Hit, hit the... Uh, go right, ahead. Hit, hit, it, hit, hit it. Hit it. And now, with a report of the day's news from the world of sports and entertainment, someone who is not a journalist or newsman by any definition of the word whatsoever, it's Chris Brockman. I, I bet you can't bet on the run just yet because... Um, 
you know, it's been announced that we're doing something, and there's a right. promo for like every two seconds on NFL Network. The support from NFL Network and the promotions department, the production department is second to none. But I don't think anybody really knows when the run's going to air. I mean, we haven't really set that. I imagine that hasn't been set just yet. Yeah, it's not. Most of the um, yeah, normally everyone knows I'm running at the combine. Yeah, people don't yeah. know when I'm running it. And most of, most of the uh, NFL future specials right now are about the draft. How dare they? And draft selection. I'm getting lost in the draft shuffle. Yeah. How dare they? Yeah. By the way, Mac Jones is your favorite uh, to be the third overall pick. I'm just saying. Not surprised. What do you got over there, okay, Christopher? Um, before we get to the uh, transaction with the Arizona Cardinals, want to hit this. Tom Pelissaro had it on Twitter. Yes. Uh, the NFL informed clubs today that any team employee who refuses a COVID-19 vaccination without bona fide medical or relig- uh, religious ground will be barred from Tier 1 or Tier 2 status and thus have restricted access within the team facility and not be able to work directly with players. NFL released a memo that also says teams must report weekly the number of employees who are vaccinated as conversations with the Players Association continue on the thresholds at which protocols on testing, PPE, and travel can be relaxed. The league and the Players Association have said COVID vaccines will not be required for players, but this memo effectively mandates it for coaches, among others, since they're all Tier 1. I mean, you know how I feel about vaccination. Um, I hope everybody gets their COVID-19 vaccination. I understand that today a pause due to CDC concerns over blood clotting, uh, a pause was was uh, put on the Johnson and Johnson vaccine. It wasn't uh, discontinued. It's just a pause just to see. Apparently there have been six cases uh, of a rare clotting. Um, it's a one in a million chance. There have been over seven million vaccinations of people with the J and J. There's only been six cases. And they're not even completely sure if this is in fact related. I do not want to be part at all of anything in 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 the news world or the um, district, you know, news uh, platform of any sort to add to anything other than the fact that the vaccines are the way out of this thing. Yep. Here, here. So um, I guess they're telling players you don't have to get it, but they're telling everyone else you other, you have to get it. Otherwise, you can't be around the players. Right. Tier one and tier two, so everyone understands. Tier one are the players and coaching staff. Like it's the locker room. It's it's the it's the ground zero of an NFL facility. And then tier two are people who don't have to be around them during practice, but maybe on game days or cleaning up or something like that. The NFL knows what they're doing on this front too. Just they got through a pandemic season with a point oh eight positivity rate. Think about that. When there were no vaccines. So, what else do you have over there? Yeah, Chris? following up on that, uh, the Denver Broncos were supposed to have voluntary workouts coming in. The, they voted as a team to exercise their right to not participate uh, in those due to COVID concerns, noting that the positivity rates in Denver are higher than they were at this time last year and uh, the protocols that they have right now. So, they're voting to opt out. Of those and I don't blame them. If they're concerned about it, they should say something about it. But, you know, uh, if you get vaccinated, you don't have to worry about it. I mean, obviously, there is something to worry about. I shouldn't say completely nothing to worry about. But just read up on it, everybody. Just actually read up on it. Google it. I understand that you send some people to certain websites and they might get some sort of slant on things. I don't know why everything has to be politicized in this country. This is a public health issue. 
What else, Chris? All right, on the field stuff, uh, the Arizona Cardinals added another big-name player, James Conner, former Steelers running back, one-year deal to join Arizona. I like it. Chase Edmonds is at the top of the flow chart now as Kenyon Drake is now with the Vegas Raiders. So, uh, you look, you know, James Conner, when healthy, is a terrific running back in this league. Sure and we is. all know what he did the minute that Le'Veon Bell held out. And then he got that dreaded high ankle sprain right around Thanksgiving, and then that was all she wrote for him that season. Hurt his shoulder in week one of last year in a game in which he looked dynamite coming out. Yeah. And it was his running back job to to grab and hold on to and he couldn't stay healthy during the season and that was the one thing that the Steelers were missing was that balance it was all of the short passing yep. game and everyone was just jamming the line of scrimmage and Big Ben you know you know when Mapletron was not being able to <laughs> stretch the defense down the field it was very difficult for the Steelers to make any points you know and so um, I wish him good luck and, and health because that's a hell of an offense. Still waiting to hear if Larry Fitzgerald's going to come back. Because yep. if he does, look out. Look out. And we didn't hit on this the other day, but the Bucks added another weapon. Giovanni Bernard went to Tampa Bay. I like it. I like it. Running it back. So he's taking, I guess, what, the LaShawn McCoy role there? It, it's uh, kind of noted that he's going to help in the uh, pass-catching role. The Bucks running backs had a higher drop rate than any other team in the league. Ronald Jones, Fournette, and um, Gio Bernard is the other running backs group. Looks like it. Dude, he's going to run it back. And, and Antonio Brown may walk through the door, too. Maybe. Run it back, man. Super Bowl 55 champs running it back with everybody. They're all, the whole gang's back, to belly, back together. Did you guys notice the other interesting signing? Uh, way low-key under the radar that happened. Uh, Randy Moss's son, Thaddeus Moss, mm-hmm. released by the Washington football team, mm-hmm. signed by the Bengals to reunite with Joe Burrow. Here comes Jamar Chase. Let's go. Let's go. Get him all. Let's get him all. Oh, I, I want, he comes I want back Joe Burrow knee. to I know. be awesome. Hopefully man. his knee is great, right? I hope he comes awesome. back and everything's fine. I love it. Oh, man, it's going to be football season so soon. <laughs> Tomorrow's show, we, if, if you flash forward to one, one day from today, we will have just said goodbye to our first in-studio guest in over a calendar year. Ooh. Stephen A. Smith is going to be here in person. Can't wait. Cannot wait for all of that. If the sports television gods are smiling upon us, the Cowboys will make news before he walks in the door. <laughs> You want to get me started tomorrow, oh, don't you? <laughs> baby. You want to get me riled Come up? I'm not going to let man. you do it, though. We'll tell you uh, as we take you to Brother from Another on Peacock, who else is joining our program on Wednesday. For everyone else, thank you to David Shaw, Charles Davis, and Mark Schlereth and all his fingers. 